In the world of business, profit is everything. Those that are not profitable are condemned from memory. And the most important business of all is watching anime. Welcome. Uh, we made it. I'm Take feeling, your time, John. I'm feeling slap happy right now. Slappy? Well, then slap yourself. Like I was have I was on the verge of a panic attack earlier today, but now I feel great, and I don't know why. The ravioli, ravioli do be hitting. The ravioli saved you, John. All right. Uh, welcome back to the weekly anime performance review. The show where the three of us review the performance of anime weekly. Where are your three high-powered anime business executives? I'm John, the CEO of Weebs. I'm Chris, president of the Student Council. And I'm Andrew, the CEO of Setting Off Every Trap. Nice. Uh, we are down to six shows now. Uh, now that uh, Woodpecker Detective's office has flown the coop. Do wood- woodpeckers don't live in coops. What the, what the hell was that? Uh, <laughs> it, it, it works. Some we're gonna some ornithologist is gonna listen to this podcast and be like, I hate this guy. He's gonna come kill me or something. I don't know. <laughs> ornithologist, more like loserthologist. Dang, you really, you really, you really owned bird science there. Andrew, don't insult our audience. I'm gonna insult all half of them. Don't ins don't insult this theoretical bird scientist that listens to our program. Yeah, otherwise he'll come kill you too. Please. Well, listen, some of us still haven't feel like they haven't gotten everything out of life, so I don't want to die just yet. Okay, John, what are we doing? We're doing a, po- <laughs> we're doing a podcast. White, White Chris, we're reviewing the, perfor- the performance of Anime Weekly. We are you three have... <laughs> you already did this. Uh, I know, I know. Uh, we have uh, six anime remaining on our docket, uh, <clears throat> and I guess we'll just get right into it. Uh, first up on the list is Kaguya-sama. Uh, in this episode, it's campaign speech day. Uh, Ino seems unable to deliver her address until Miyuki invites her to debate instead. Miyuki wins by a narrow margin, and the old student council is restored, with Ino as an additional member. Uh, this episode was kind of different, because uh, it was a lot heavier on the drama than this show typically is. But, uh, you know, every this show does an episode like that every once in a while, but I still liked what it did. And the few and the few jokes that it did tell were pretty funny, especially Hayasaka. I thought she was great this episode. She was really the only comic relief. Yep, pretty much. Uh, except for uh, Ino having a strange paraphilia for men with shaved heads. Yeah, Hayasaka was the funniest part of this episode. But again, this show is when it wants to do dramatic moments, it's very good at them. Uh, it can it can really do it all. Uh, as we've talked about. Probably in weeks prior, and definitely in our Kaguya-sama special, which you have—if you haven't listened to—you should go listen to that, <laughs> because uh, a lot of our opinions of this show are going to boil down to go listen to that episode, and we still think that. I think. Yeah, I will say, I feel like this episode wasn't as good as most of the other ones. Like, not that it's—it was bad or anything. Just they were going more drama focused, and I feel like that's not where the show shine. Sh- sh- that's not where this show shines. This show just does better when it's a comedy, and this wasn't quite as much, I felt. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it was also kind of one contiguous narrative through the whole episode, uh, which is also pretty different for this show uh, outside of like big finale moments. So this is kind of like almost the season finale in the middle of the season. Yeah. Which should be a mid-season finale. Right. Sure. Yeah, I think because like I know I mentioned this before, but pretty much the way the. I think the show is going to go from here on out is every six episodes we're gonna you're gonna lead into something like this where it's a big character moment. Mm-hmm. Uh what job are they gonna carve out for Eno on the student council? Uh she's the uh, I don't think they've mentioned it in the anime at all, but the student council is comprised of six different officer members. There's the president, the vice president, treasurer, and secretary, and I believe Eno's the general affairs officer. And then I think the sixth one is like the audit chair or something. Oh yeah, I, I think he asked her to do both of those things or something like that. I think I think he asked the her friend to do the other, but she was like, I don't want to be on the student council. That's right. Is her friend going to be a character or just not? Because she's in the OP. She... She's kind of like Kashiwagi, where she shows up occasionally, but she's not like a major character. Okay. Whereas Eno's kind of like the Green Ranger, where she shows up halfway through. <laughs> the Green Ranger. I would honestly, Sentai spinoff of Kaguya-sama, let's get that made. <laughs> uh, I vote to retain. <laughs> to retain as well. I mean, it's still a good show. Yeah, I also vote to retain. I, I just want a version of Kaguya-sama that looks like the OP to Zombieland Saga. <laughs> when it goes Sentai. Kaguya Saga? That'd be a good crossover. Or, or a Zombieland yeah. I don't know if it'd be a good crossover, but it's definitely a crossover I would watch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it'd be good in the traditional sense. Uh, I'm getting off topic. Uh, next up on our list is Tower of God. Uh, in this episode, Anak and Endorsey fight, and we learn what happened to Anak's mom. Uh, Bam gets better at magic, and Hots and Shibisu pass the friendship test. The next test is a big game of tag with two its, one of whom is Quant the Ranker. Okay, and when they described that game they were playing, that's not tag. I don't know what it is, but it's not really tag. I think what it is is there's two rounds, and each round has a different team facing against Quant. So Quant's trying to get their badge, while the person on their team that has their badge is trying to get to a goal or get Quant's badge. Right? I think think they're going against each other. The other team wasn't even mentioned at all. Well, I think that's because the other team hadn't shown up yet. Yeah, maybe. Because they were talking and they were like, hey, if we win, then that means Bam isn't going to be able to advance to the next round. That's true. Which, if they were... If they weren't going against each other, then that wouldn't really be an issue. Uh, this is kind of the second episode in a row that was mostly just our characters hanging out for a lot of the runtime. Uh, but, and I, I felt this episode was kind of weak because the focus was so diffuse. Uh, like, we had stuff with, like, Ho and uh, Rachel and Laure and, um, God, who else? Endorsing like, a knock at the beginning. Endorsing a knock, obviously. Uh, but that was also some world building in that we kind of 
learned a little more about how princesses of jihad work. And so Anak's mother's crime was having a child, which uh, princesses of jihad are not supposed to do. So that's why the other princesses came after her. Yeah. And I think a lot of this is ju was just setting up for this tag game. The problem I have with this anime as a whole is that it's called the Tower of God. We haven't set foot in that tower yet. They're in the tower. But they're not climbing the floors yet. Like, what are they, when are they going to do that? Or is that going to be season two, whatever? I think that after this test, they're qualified to climb the tower. Yeah. It's just, it feels like it's taken forever to get to the meat of the show, or at least what I assume the meat would be. Well, it's also, like, several hundred chapters long. Yeah. In the course yeah. material. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty long runner. Yeah. Well, it's not a long runner, but it's got a lot of material to adapt. And basically, from what I've, from what I've heard, the first 70 chapters are kind of like a prologue and are kind of slow, but then after that, it gets like, everything just kind of gets a lot better. Yeah, but should we excuse it for having a bad 71st chapters then? Like, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I don't think they're bad. I'm, I'm enjoying them still. I would be interested uh, to know how many chapters they're adapting per episode right now. Because I bet it's like three or four. Maybe some of those elements would be better served if we gave them a little more time or not. I don't know. Uh, and this is one of the difficult things is that adaptations can be difficult. Sometimes mm -hmm. a story that works really well in one medium does not work as well in another. Uh, and I don't think it's not working in this. I don't think it's, I don't, I'm not saying it's not working well. I'm saying it could be working better. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think in the interests of starting to narrow down our field for this season, I am going to vote to fire. This show is not bad, but uh, it's of these, it's the one I'm least excited about watching. I'm going to vote to retain it still. I'm still enjoying it. And I, I think that a show can be good without just going straight to the point. I'm going to have to vote to fire because I'm more of the, I feel like, I don't know what this show is trying to do right now. Like, there's so many characters going it's, on. It's pretty much setting but, up all these characters because they're going to be important later. And instead of just throwing us into the action, they're letting us get to know them first in like a low stakes environment before it gets to when everything is everything matters all the time. Yeah, but I want the stakes. I haven't uh, seen all of Hunter Hunter, but... I've seen the first arc, and this has the same energy as that first arc of Hunter x Hunter, because it throws 10 billion characters at you uh, so that they can come back later more Yeah, but then it proceeds to very quickly kill off a bunch of them. I don't know. I haven't actually watched the rest of Hunter x Hunter. I just know that. <laughs> hmm. In Hunter x Hunter, there's four main characters. Well, five, because the villain. Uh, I th so we voted on Tower of God. I think it's time we can go ahead and move on. Next up on the list is Kakshigoto. Uh, in this episode, Hime wants a puppy, and her grandfather winds up giving one to Kakshi that's a descendant of her mother's old dog. Kakshi wants his assistants to debut in their own right so he can get new ones in. Uh, this <laughs> is kind of funny, because these two segments did not feel very connected to one another at all. 
they normally don't. Yeah, I feel like that's the norm. I, I guess so, but this one felt more disjointed than usual. But that's a relatively minor complaint, uh, I'd say. Uh, I like this episode, actually. Um, <clears throat> I, I liked uh, I liked the whole first segment a lot with the dog. And then did they ever actually settle on a name? No, not yet. Are they just going to call it Fourth? I think that I think that was just what he called it because when he mm-hmm. introduced it, I don't think that's what they're actually naming it. Right. Uh, I'm sure they'll they'll come up with one. You know, this show, I feel like this one is the weakest because I don't feel like it's really going anywhere. And like, we're just kind of seeing the same things over and over. Oh, well, just the most interesting part for me is the last minute or so where we see present day stuff. Like this time we got to see um, Hime's friends followed her mm-hmm. and so did, and her teacher appeared as well. Yeah. And that's the interesting part. Like, I want to see... The modern Yo, day stuff. We we could do with the whole episode of Hime in the modern day. Uh, yeah. I just kind of feel like it's spinning its wheels right now. Well, I think with the introduction of uh, Naoto in the last episode, and he showed up again in this one, uh, that the pace is going to start to pick up in the uh, in the time period in which most of the show takes place. I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, so I, I hope that's the case. But I also just like kind of the screwball comedy aspect of the show. Like, I would probably still like the show a lot with if the present day stuff wasn't in it at all. Uh, it probably wouldn't rank as high for me, but I would still like it. Uh, but I, I I like episodic comedies. I like Nietzsche Joe. I like Sergeant Frog. And it's it, it kind of scratches that itch for me. Yeah, I just the thing is, it feels like we've seen this stuff before. What do you mean? Like, it feels like it's getting, like, it's almost getting formulaic, in a sense. Where, like, everyone has their own gag that they do, and whenever they show up, they just do that gag and then leave. Yeah, uh, that is kind of true. It could be better in that it could arise more, the comedy could arise more organically from the interaction of their personalities rather than kind of uh, repetitive gags, but... I don't think it's quite so bad right now. No, but also I feel like... It's like in the interest of narrowing down the shows. Yeah, we have a pretty... Mm-hmm. Um, like, all six of these shows, I would be fine watching the rest of. Yeah. Just yeah, me too. we got to narrow them down, so... But uh, I will continue to be the defender of this one. Uh, that being said, I vote to retain. I vote to fire. Yeah, I'm I'm going to have to fire this one. Ooh, we're getting spicy this episode. Spicy like a big plate of ravioli with red pepper. I'm just trying to fire two, uh, at least two shows a week. Because <coughs> uh, I hate everything. <laughs> uh, little known fact, Andrew does not actually enjoy watching anime at all. Next up on the list uh, is Sing Yesterday for me. Uh, in this episode... Ro is still pushy towards Shinako, and she's not sure how to feel about it. Uh, with encouragement from Haru, Riko decides to take his new photography job more seriously, and Shinako decides to stop running from her feelings and unrejects Riko. Uh, a dramatic development. Also, the ED in this show, the ED this week was fantastic. The the arcade yeah. machine motif was really cool. Uh, and the song and changed, I, yeah. I don't know Japanese, but I think the lyrics had a lot to do with the show. 
uh, based on just like the few words that I was able to pick up from it. Uh, I, if they do that ED again, I'd love to have subtitles so I could see the lyrics. I think it's going to be there. It'll probably be there for the next six, six episodes. Yeah, yeah because that they had the first one for the first half of the show, so maybe this will be... Oh, well, third. Third. this is the next third, yeah. And they'll probably all be in the arcade, and then for the last um, mm-hmm. third, we'll have something different. Yeah, It'd be cool if each time it was a different character as the player character in the arcade game. Probably. probably. They have a different visual for him. Um... Yeah. At least they have been. You know. Aru killed the shopkeeper guy in the game. <laughs> Yep. But then um got killed. Yeah. When she saw Shiniko and Rico together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a pretty dramatic fold there. So so uh, I'm I'm interested where you guys stand. Are you team Shinako or Team Haru? I am Team Shinako, mainly because I don't like Ro and Shinako together. <laughs> uh I think that the most harmonious conclusion that this show could have would be for Riko and Shinako to end up together, and then for Haru and, and Ro to get together, because I think the age dynamics of those relationships are better. Uh, Ro and Shinako don't have the same weird baggage, or Ro and Haru don't have the same weird baggage that uh, Ro and Shinako do. And also, there's still that unexplained wrinkle with, with Haru and Riko's past and how she knows him. Uh, so I think that that will be the ultimate resolution, will be the creation of two couples from the people that di- initially didn't want to be together. I feel like Haru's just better for Rikuo, though, because yeah, he's so hung up on Shinako and how she's perfect. But And also Haru's pushing Rikuo to be better and like actually right. face after what he wants to do, instead of just being a convenient stork his whole life. Yeah, and I feel like this episode, also with Rikuo's job, it was kind of a bit about like not having reservations about moving ahead with your life. Yeah. And deciding that, you know what, this is enough for me, or this is the path I want to take. And I feel like Rikuo is stuck right now, and he needs to follow one of those paths. And I feel like Taru is just better for him. Mm-hmm. She's She's made him be someone better and shiniko hasn't is what i feel yeah that's that's also true uh though i could see like eventually shiniko confronting riko and being like hey stop being bad stop being trash that's that's not the right word what am i i I started this sentence and then i should have stopped it sooner oh well (laughs) one thing i'll say is that you said that shiniko and ro have all, all this weird baggage but so do shiniko and riko yeah well, less so. Yeah. Less so, but they still they have... have they have baggage, but it's not kind of weird. Because yeah. if Shinako and Ro were to end up together, then it would be she would be with Ro more because she resembles his brother than because she likes Ro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and she's technically his teacher right now still. And yeah. six years older than him when he's like seventeen. Yeah, which right now is weird, but give it a couple, a little bit. Bahara's only like 18 or 19, right? Yeah. Yeah. But she's at least graduated from high school. Well, she, well she's the age that she would have yeah. graduated. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I, I gotta keep before we do that. I gotta keep hammering on the nail of how good the character animation in the show is. Like, they they bothered to animate like Rico's eyes like darting around a little bit during his conversation with Shina, one of his conversations with Shinako, which is like a detail that almost no anime would go for. I think, but like there, uh, there was also that one moment where um, I think it was Rikuo. He was talking about something and he was kind of nervous, and it focused in on his hand on the like tab of the beer can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I gotta, I gotta keep hammering the nail of praising this show's animation because I feel like sometimes we, since this is an auditory medium, we kind of let the actual visuals of the shows we're talking about go by the wayside. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, anyway, I vote to retain. I also vote to retain. Yes, I am retaining as well. All right, that's three retains for Sing Yesterday for me. Uh, next up is Wave Listen to Me. In this episode, uh, Minare and Mizuho continue their investigation of Oki's apartment and hear his story. And a misunderstanding leads to Minare having to apologize to Oki on air. Uh, <laughs> wow, that was quite a resolution. Uh, it had more gravitas than I expected it to, honestly. Uh, <clears throat> like, uh, and th- well, the conclusion. I guess I can just spoilers. I guess. Uh, <clears throat> like honestly, just spoilers for the entire show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why we're starting that now. A little late for that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, the source of like the the blood like fluid and the uh, rotting stench in Oki's apartment was some uh, raw meat that Minare put in her storage unit and forgot about for like a year. Uh, which, first of all, is nasty. Uh, like, that's disgusting. I mean, that's on brand. <laughs> yeah. It is on brand, for sure. Uh, what kind of person would ever store raw meat non-refrigerated? Eh. I mean, she, was, she probably wasn't planning to just leave it there forever. She just... Yeah, yeah. she forgot about it. She and- said so. The water came from a bust pipe that whenever someone showered, some leak, leaked out. Yeah, that wasn't from her apartment, so that's at least not her fault. But <laughs> the meat, yeah, that was. But uh, she apologized to Oki on her radio show, and he agreed and uh, put out basically a missing person report for his girlfriend that he talked about that disappeared. Uh, <clears throat> and in exchange, he agreed to drop any charges he might have brought against her. Because uh, she got him arrested as well. She did get him arrested. He was innocent, but she got him arrested. Uh, so that was pretty wild. Uh, but probably my favorite segment of this whole episode was uh, after Oki had been arrested, but before she went to record the episode. Uh, when she's at the restaurant, she gives a scenario about what she thinks happened I between know. Oki and his girlfriend. <laughs> She was secretly a Russian spy, and he was. She was going to kill him first, so he bashed her head in with a rock. Yeah, and we saw something similar with the curry master thing that she had. Yeah, yeah. Like she, like Mato will only say that her strength is that she can talk well, but also that she has a really active imagination. Uh, yeah, which I think is how she's able to talk well because. Like, she came up with most of the first episode scenario of the alien abduction, whatever thing. Like, a lot of that was improv. Yeah. (laughs) 
I still love that the script in that episode is just like, and then aliens or something, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing her more in her element in the studio now that this arc is kind of done. Not that I didn't enjoy this arc, obviously. Uh, but I think the segments where we like see a bit of her imagination are the best parts. It's like uh, it's almost like Scrubs, but maybe a little more serious. Yeah. Never seen it. Uh, basically, the main character will like do his sides where it's, he imagines things happen mm. happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I will say, like, Minare is a very strong character, and I feel like this show would be not terrible, but it wouldn't be what it was without her. Yeah. Yeah, whereas we've had a lot of ensembles this season, this is, and I think I've used this exact metaphor before, everyone orbits her in this show. Mm-hmm. Which, in a show like this, like, that's about her, that's how it should be. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like we've had a lot of ensembles in general on Wapper. I feel like ensembles is just mostly an anime thing. That might be a little bold, but yeah, I think we've I think we've just happened to like the ensembles. Maybe. Yeah, I think we just picked a lot of ensemble shows. I would be interested to know the like proportion of ensemble shows in animes versus like Western shows. Well, then you. Ha- First, you have to define what an ensemble is. Yeah, like, that's is having three main characters an ensemble? And do you count reality shows as ensembles, or how does that work? It's a fair question. Anime reality TV. That would just be like total drama, but anime. You just, you just you take like an actual reality TV show and then animate over the audio. <laughs> just uh, anime reality show with virtual YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they've done at least shows with them before. I'm sure that's been a concept, yeah. Anyways. I vote to retain. <laughs> what show were we talking about? We were talking about Wave Listen to Me. <laughs> we kind of went off on a Mina Rakota tangent there. I'm retaining. I'm Chris? also retaining. Okay. I thought so. Uh, this continues to be Chris's silver bullet. I mean, This is your pick, wasn't it? Yeah. Andrew, what did you pick? Listeners. Oops. Yeah, we watched that. (laughs) Looks like Andrew loses again. (laughs) What? (laughs) I mean, to be fair, yeah. Second season. This podcast is the competition. I mean, we all won the first season zero. We did? I think we all had won in the end. Okay, whatever. Uh, I don't. Who even remembers season zero? Not me. Last up on the list is uh, Hamifura. In this episode, Sophia has a dream about Katarina's friend from her former life. And then the practical exam begins. Our characters have to recover a magical stone from a spook temple. Katarina dorks her way into finding the stone, but a spooky shadow man follows her. I think it is 99% canon that Sophia is the reincarnation of her friend. And guess who said that last? <gasps> I literally, as soon as Sophia awoke from that dream, I was like, "Damn it, Chris was right again." <laughs> I mean, why else would they show it if she wasn't gonna be a character? I hate it when Chris is right. <laughs> I feel like I agreed with you, but I not a hundred percent. Yeah. What you hate it when Chris is right? What? No. Um, I think I think both. Well, yes. Just I feel like I agreed with Chris, but I'm like I don't know, but that sounds like it could happen. Yeah. I don't remember. Well, oh well. 
Also, something that like I really like, it's not something you see often, but I really like when isekais show what happened after they left. Yeah. Yeah. Uh like there's a there's some inherent pathos there that a lot of isekai just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh because they would just want to get to the good stuff. Like uh, a lot of times they just kind of like the main character doesn't even care that they left the old world. They're just like, Oh yeah, I'm not I'm in another world. Cool. And then they just ignore their where they were before. Uh this is uh this has my second favorite aftermath of the isekai protagonist's death after Konosuba, which is only in the first episode, but it's funny. So Kazuma thinks that he got hit by a truck, but he actually, a, a slow-moving tractor came at him, which he thought was a truck, so he died of shock before it even hit him uh, and well, pissed that, himself. Is that really aftermath? Yeah, or just that's not aftermath. How he died? Well, no, he pissed himself, and both his parents and the hospital staff laughed at him for having died in such a okay. lame way. Okay. Yeah. Well, because in this, her friend moved to school and pretty much knew no one, and then Katerina being Katerina was friends with her. Um, yeah. Well, fell, fell on her from a tree, but that, you know. <laughs> and they became friends, and she introduced her friend to the world of otaku, not otaku stuff, um, otome stuff. Yes, I got there. Um, and so then, when she died, she's like, I'm... She was pretty much her only friend, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... And so it was very sad, but it was nice. And you know, it does make sense for her to be Sophia because her friend had finished the nickel route and uh, Katarina hadn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also um, romance novel stuff. Like, yeah. we should have seen this coming. We should have. A lot quicker. Yeah. But I don't know. I thought Mary's aside in the last episode was some kind no, of hint. But I, I was Mary misdirected. Mary loves her. Mary does, yeah. yeah. Mary like loves 90. Katarina. She's very jealous. And also, yeah. Everyone but Sophia loves her, I think. No, I think Sophia loves her. She would just also loves her brother and wants her brother to be happy. And plus, if her brother is married to Katarina, then she's basically married to her also. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, yeah. One minor complaint I had, that I had about this episode... Uh, was that they were all dressed in the same uniform while they were in the spook temple. But yeah. they've had so many different outfits. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I love that about this. Yeah, it's, and like the, part of the reason I like this show is that they all dress in a distinctive way. They all have kind of a color that they always wear. Uh, and I, I don't know. I, I just really like color-coordinated ensemble casts. Yeah, and they were color-coordinated. Yeah, well, I, I like that they were in school uniforms because they're in a school Color coordination like, and all wearing the same color are two different things. Well, Do you think was, they should have been wearing dresses in that? I guess you're right. And this was also like the big exam, so it makes sense right. that they would have to wear like some kind of school uniform. <laughs> this is an incredibly minor critique, and we're quibbling way too much over it. <laughs> so I will say, I'm not going to fire the show over this. Something that I did love was that we got to see some more magic. We didn't get to see that much, but at least we're like, oh yeah, they know magic. Yeah, they're they're all they're all we magic. Saw more, we saw more Earth Bump. Earth Bump. Um, I did love Katarina was like, oh, we need to go this way because you always start with the dead end. Yeah. Yes. That was a good little moment. I also liked how like the first trap is just a button on the ground. 
<laughs> it's just a bright red button on the ground. She's like, what does this do? <laughs> I will say, I do hope that this show starts doing stuff because we have seven slash eight slash possibly nine. No, wait, no. Seven slash eight, if you include Sirius Adik. Um, people who might love Katarina, like, I want to see some stuff start happening. You know what I mean? Well, I think we're still only on volume two of question mark. I know, and that's what upsets me. How many novels are there? Uh, question mark. Yeah. Oh. Like, I mean, it's still ongoing. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, like, I am excited to see these characters that we've gotten to, like, start doing things with their feelings. Not just, oh, mm-hmm. I'm jealous of you, girl. There's there's currently nine volumes. And we're still in book two. Or at least I think we're on book that, two. That might have been the end of book two. Yeah. Because an exam is a pretty big, like, distinction marker, you know? Yeah, and that would go with the time frame about how many anime episodes you get out of a light novel. Because the first one was three episodes, right? You get three to four out of a novel. Specifically. But I am excited for them to start having feelings and start developing these different relationships. Yep. Uh, any bets on Mary going full yandere? I no. doubt it. No. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think she is going to end up liking Prince Alan. It's just going to take her a bit. Maybe so. Hopefully so. I, I don't the thing is I don't want any of these characters to not be happy in the end. Right. Yeah. Except maybe Jordo, he's weird. Well, and I, I will say I do like how almost all the characters are aware that the other characters like Katarina. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Jordo and Keith. Jordo and Keith, and then Mary's aware that Alan does, but I don't think Alan Alan I don't think Alan knows he likes her. Yeah. But Mary's aware that Alan likes her, and yeah. It's great. And Sophia and Nicole know that they both like her and so they're tag teaming it <laughs> Chris, that's that's a way to put it tag teaming uh, okay <laughs> i think sophia is trying to help nickel out just sibling relationships tag teaming not the best word to use there this is far from the worst sibling relationship oh, in a 100%, anime. yes but still man Remember in the 90s when incest was the thing the villains wanted to do because it would bring about the end of the world? No, I was only two by the time the 90s ended. Or maybe three, I don't know. I think two. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know why I thought either of you would get a reference to a Japanese-only Fire Emblem game. This is the 2010s where incest is just a harem trope. Um, No, it's the 2020s. That's fair. Maybe that's Maybe that's what we can leave behind in the 2010s. Incest is a harem trope. Unfortunately, we're not. We're already off to a bad start. I vote to retain. <laughs> I vote to retain. I'm retaining as well. All right. Uh, do we have any other things to talk about right now? I don't think so. No. We're half-ish way through the season. Well, I'm last going week was about halfway. Well, okay. I think. I'm going to say it on recording. The next Fire Emblem game will be a remake of Fire Emblem 4. I'd be willing to bet money on that. I'm going to see it on recording. I don't care. How much are you betting, John? Uh, I will make you French toast if I'm wrong. Okay. What does Chris have to bet, then? I make John French toast if I'm wrong. Just make it, just burn it and make it terrible. 
Listen, I have pride in my work, Andrew. Me too. I know y'all do. Uh, I don't think we have anything else to say right now. Uh, uh, no, actually, we do have something. Well, I guess it's kind of, but um, we have a tie. Oh, yeah, we do. We got to do a Twitter poll. Yeah, we have a tie between Tower of God and Kakshigoto. Yeah, so that's, are that's they picking which show. one to fire or which yeah, one to retain? They're picking which one to fire, Andrew. Yeah, like the poll will say, vote for the one you want to fire. I don't know. I don't tweet stuff. Andrew, get on Twitter already. Yeah, get on Twitter. I have one. I just never use it. Well, then, then use it. Use it. But like that takes work. I mean, it's literally just open the app. It's as much work as it does to get on Reddit. No, Next I don't time have the app. <laughs> Next time it's my turn to pick the OVA. I'm going to make us review Twitter so Andrew has to use his Twitter account. <laughs> Jack Dorsey, make a Twitter anime. Anyways, yeah. we're good. I think we're good. Um, yeah, so vote online. Yeah, vote online at Wappercast on Twitter. And if you want to talk about the show, tweet at us using the hashtag WapperCast. And yeah, follow us there for updates and polls like this. All that being said, you know what I had for dinner tonight, fellas? A big hot plate of ravioli. <laughs> <laughs>